Okay, we are beginning Parshish Mishpatim. We are on Daf Ayin Dalad Amid Beis. The Mimer begins in the middle of the page with the opening line of the Parsha, which reads, and these are the laws, the Mishpatim, that I placed before all of you, when you will acquire a servant who is a Hebrew. Now, the Alter Rebbe begins with a grammatic question. The Pasuk says initially, before you in the plural, if Nahem, all of you. And then it says, if you, the individual, will acquire a Hebrew slave. And if it was consistent, it would have said, if you in the plural will acquire. So this leads us to understand, what does it mean when it says that you will acquire? Who is the you, the individual who acquires? And the Alter Rebbe tells us that it's Moshe Rabbeinu, that this is in reference to what it says earlier in the Pasuk, and these are the Mishpatim that I placed before you, that it's specifically Moshe Rabbeinu who places them before us. And how does he do that? Through the process, which we will explore, of acquiring an Evet Ivri, a Jewish slave. Now, here we go. The Pasuk says, and I will grant the grass in your fields for your animals, that this is a reference to Moshe Rabbeinu, who brings grass to the animals. What is grass to the animals? So we explain. The Pasuk tells us that Hashem is placed within, planted within the Jewish people, both the seed of man and the seed of animal. That is, that there are two levels in the Neshama. One is the Neshama of the loftiest level, of the highest level, which is called the seed of man which are neshamas that come from Adam, Adam Ha'elyoin, that is, the loftiest, godly, heavenly characteristics of mankind. That sit nearest to Hashem, like it says, that Hashem has made man in his image. And these are neshamas that are dispatched directly from Atzilis, which are like a child who immediately reflects the parent. These neshamas instinctively and reflexively are absolutely aware of Hashem. Whereas the shamas that are processed through Bria, Yitzira, and Asiya are called only Avadim. And this is why the Pasuk says, if we will be like children, or if we will be like servants, depending on the character of our Neshama, its personality, its sort of psychological makeup, that the character of Adam is that it has Das, which is what we will explore in this Maimer. So to their Neshamas that have immediate awareness of Hashem, they have what the Alter Rebbe calls Das Gadol, an expanded understanding of godliness. Not only that they can recite the data, but it is an immediate sense, like a skilled craftsman, who not only can list it out for you, they have a full and complete grasp of the concept. Then there are other Neshamas that are called Zerubahema, or like the seed of an animal. That is, like most of our neshamas in our generation, that they are, are dispatched from the levels of Bria or Yitzira or even of Asiya, because those neshamas that come from Atzilis are what are described as B'nai Aliyah, who are very rare. There are very few of them, unlike it was in earlier generations, that these neshamas don't have such an absolute awareness of Hashem. This doesn't mean that they have no awareness. It doesn't mean that they can't recite data, that they don't understand anything about the infinity of Hashem. They've learned it from the books, from the teachers, and so on, how Hashem gives life to the world, sustains the world, is unattainable, unknowable. But this does not immediately and sort of reflexively embed itself within their identity. Just like an animal can see and observe, and an animal can hear, but it has no das, it doesn't have comprehension. So to these neshamas that do not have das of elokus, their das is 
that they sense and they have an intellect of it and they can even pursue it. Like we know that das doesn't just mean that I can recite information. It means that I have an absolute intimate connection with it, a total unity with it. And just like it's true of the physical and the Pusik that tells us that from understanding our human behavior, I mean, sorry, we can we can utilize that to understand our relationship with Hashem, that even though we cannot see Hashem physically, but just like there are certain things that a person just absolutely knows, they know it without any doubt. It is absolutely penetrates within them through, for example, observing that their body is alive. And when they are asleep, they know that their body is still living, but that that lively force has been detached from them and then is renewed and reborn within them when they wake up. So they know, in fact, that there is a godliness level and some level, some neshamas are like the level of Atzilis, and they see it immediately. And even though no thought can grasp Hashem, that is, his essence can't be. But that Hashem exists and can be known. This is what the world can see, that we see that the world is like a macrocosm of the body. And just like the body must have something that is giving it life, similarly, the world has something that is giving it life. And this life comes from the Ein Seif of Hashem that is continuously and constantly manifesting itself in this physical world. And when he connects with it, and it becomes so aligned with it, that Imamish sees it, we call that Das. Just as in English, we use the word, you see what I mean? And regarding this, the Mishnah says, who is a Chacham? Who is a person with Chachma? Haroya, he sees what comes of it. Now, he's not seeing it at the moment because it's not currently there. But he sees it, that is, it is so clear to him, it's as if he sees it with his eyes. He sees how Yesh comes from Ayin. And regarding this, it says that Hashem will shine upon him. However, when it's only that we understand it, and we have just sort of a general awareness of it, we don't have that absolute clarity. This is the characteristic that is described as behemoth. And even though it has seichel and it can understand about things about godliness, and every Jew intuitively has belief in Hashem, and belief is always higher than Hashem, it's called a crown because it surrounds, but we also have to make it personalized. It has to penetrate down to us. Like the Pasuk instructs us, know the God of your fathers. For through Das, the world cannot conceal the godliness. And love comes from Das, from seeing it. Because there's no comparison. When you see something, you are desirous of being attached to something virtuous, even more so than when you just hear about it. And this is similar to what the Mishnah says, that histakel, if one will stare upon, literally, they will look at it. That is, they will see it clearly with their power of intellect through their vision like a person who understands something and he knows that something beneficial will come or something detrimental will come, even if it's off way in the distance, he knows it will come because his intellect is staring at it. It's as if he sees it immediately, as if it has come to him. And therefore he is fearful of something that is unpleasant or he's joyous about something pleasant. He is, we say in English, looking forward to it. But when we only hear about something, that is we can just sort of think about it even if we think about it in great depth, like you hear a story from somebody else, and this thing will come, we, there will, he knows of some event that is coming, it still does not have the same emotional impact of being fearful of it or joyous about it, because it is not as clear to him, even though he's thought about it. 
it's not the same as if he has understood it to such a degree that it literally becomes like a visual experience. And again, this is what the Mishnah teaches us when it tells us histakel, stare, study, or visualize better these three matters, that it should be an idea of analysis, like a person who understands something and thus he sees it, even though it's not physically in front of him and it's far off. Or again, who is wise? He who sees what comes from it, which is not the case when he only hears it, which is a level of Bina, that he understands that there's the oneness of Hashem and how all of the worlds are completely annulled before him. They have no status before him. It is all only from Hashem's gift. There is no change. All of this from the Achtas of Hashem, and he, and he studies it, and he understands it, and he spends time on it, and he has this absolute faith of it. But again, it's still only like he's heard about it. It's still only something that he understands, like an abstract idea. It's not as clear to him as if he literally sees it. And therefore, when he stops thinking about it, boom, it goes away. And, you know, <laughs> whatever temptations come his way, start to get distracted. But when he has such an absolute unity with it that he literally sees it, this is the source of an understanding that comes into a depth and a breadth. And it's mamish, like he sees it, and there's no way that it can ever be shaken from his mind. And all of his character that is a product of this absolute oneness of Hashem is always going to be reflective of his absolute certainty of godliness. Because it's like he literally sees the king before him. And this is exactly what our ancestors experienced at the time of Kabbalah Satira. As it describes, they saw the sounds. That is, they saw what is ordinarily heard. Ordinarily, it's something in the distance. And then it became immediate. But as we know, after that, they sinned. And it was diminished. And it was distanced. So it was only like they could hear it off in the distance. A lesser level of understanding the quality called Bina, which allowed for them to sin, turns out. That Chachma is visual, and Bina, understanding or analysis, is audio. And we know that God is found in Atzilis, and Bina in Bria, and therefore the Neshamas of Bria don't have this level of absolute visual clarity. They only have like an audio clarity. They've learned about it, so they accept it. And therefore they are called the offspring of animals which is not the case with an Hashem that comes from Atzilis, that is a revelation of Chachma and a visual. That is called Zera Adam. Now, what brings the two together? That is the characteristic of Das. Das means to become knotted, united with it, like Adam Nuchab. That is, that when there will be such a depth in the point of the heart, in the thought of Bina, that he will contemplate, not just Bina itself, but Bina in and of itself doesn't touch to the Atmos, that is, to his heart at all. But when there will be a stirring of the heart and an attachment in the manner that he is considering, to the point that he is so completely unified with and in every aspect of his existence, this is called Das. And this is what effectuates that he attaches the Chachma to the Bina, that is, that he should have through such intense analysis that the Bina will also achieve this level of visual clarity ordinarily reserved only for Chachm. And therefore, the, the, the Neshamas that are naturally of the, quote, 
Adam quality, this kind of awareness that is in the Shamas that have this level of Das that can bring this Chachma into actual behavior. And it can be manifest just like it is within our human capacity to understand an idea so well that it animates everything about us. But when we don't have this level of Das that draws down this level of Chachma, then we only have this more distant level of Shmiya, only this more distant sort of uh, hazy sense of awareness that is uh, nested in the quality called Bria. And therefore, we refer to that again as Zera, the offspring that is still more like the animal. And even though an animal doesn't have understanding, like an animal, but it can have some apparent understanding, it can be trained. So too, the Seichel and the Havana and Elokus, when it's only like something that I experience audio, that I is I hear it, you hear what I mean? You know, that kind of term that we use as well. This is something that I can sort of imagine. It's like we say, let us make man in our image. It's similar to, it's not the same. And this is like we are described as being dreaming. It feels so real. And yet there's a certain sh- shade of it that is not real. And this is the, the Alter Rebbe now references an earlier mimer in Pasha's Vayeshev, where he speaks about the relationship of this intellectual shades of awareness and how it affects the midas. We're now in the left-hand column on Dafai and Hay in the new paragraph. Now, Moshe Rabbeinu had such a great power that he brought this das, this type of absolute awareness, down to the Jewish people, even those who were not naturally predisposed to it, who were of the Zera Behema that they should have this level of das and awareness of elokus, like the Pusik says, and you should know, the adata, you should know this day, know the God of your father. This is the quality that Moshe Rabbeinu brought about, which was the unification of Chachma, which was innately unattainable by this generation, and our generation for sure, because Moshe is called the trusted shepherd, one of the distinctive seven, who not only shepherded as in protected, but trained and influenced the Jewish people, that they should embody their character, the character of the shepherd. And Moshe's characteristic is that of Das. And this is what it means that he is a trusted shepherd, that he embedded the character of trust into his people. And that's why he is called both the initial redeemer and the later redeemer. He's the initial redeemer, that he brought the quality of Das that begins, that he tells us you should know this day. Prior to that, they could only bayamin, they could only believe. And Moshe Rabbeinu embedded in them that they should know it. And he is also the ultimate later redeemer, because that is the fulfillment of the messianic prophecy, that not only the Jewish people, but the whole world will be filled with this das. All of them will know it. That is, ordinarily, das is something that's sort of seviv kolamin, but when they took him out of Mitzrayim, now they had that immediate clarity. They saw the Yud Kevav Ke level. They saw it in the level that was tangible to them, the Mamalikolamim level. And this is what it means when it says, I will grant grass in the field to the animals. Grass is a metaphor for Das. Why? Because grass, Asef, is spelled Ayin Samach Beis. If you take the first and last letter, you get I and base, 72. 72 is one of the configurations of how we can get the gematria of Hashem's name, depending on how we spell out the Yudke Vavke. And in the center of that, we place the shin. I and base is the quality of Chachma. 
And thus is the product of the marriage of Chachma and Bina, that it is drawn down into the field. The field represents the field, the apple orchard in, uh, of holiness for the animal, which is the Jew whose soul is more like an animal that is, is less intellectually sensitive to godliness, which is basically all of us. And even the higher malachim of the four highest camps are also called behemah and chayas, the face of a lion, the face of an ox, even though they have das and awareness of Hashem and they have total bitl. Nevertheless, they are called animals. Why? Because their understanding is only in the characteristic of malchus, from whence Hashem practically dispatches his uh, uh, life-giving source. And that's the degree of their capacity to understand it. That is, I understand it based on how it benefits me. I'm not understanding the king. I just know what the king does for me. But in its very essence, they have no understanding. Like a person would say, the king, he protects me. He provides for me. I don't understand the king. I just understand what the king does for me. And the king, this level is, is comparable to a name, just like a person's name. It does not bespeak their very identity, because two people who are very different could have the same name. So, too, when a person appreciates the quality of Malchus, what they're appreciating is the way it affects them, <coughs> not its essence. And that's why they're called animals, because they do not have this, de- this de- depth of understanding. And that's why they declare only Kadosh, because they say Hashem is separate holy as in distinct, off to the side. And therefore it says that God will place grass, that is this quality of uh, of understanding, in the field for the animals, for those with this less sensitive nesham. Now this drawing down of Das is through their declaration of Kaddish, because Hashem is not the one in need of our songs and praises to Him, but through saying Kaddish we draw down this quality uh, from Hashem to us, because Kadosh, Kadosh uh, is the drawing down of this highest level of Re'ia, the drawing down of Keser, this level that is ordinarily outside of our purview. That's why we declare it as Kadosh, off to the side. Now, in the bottom new paragraph on Dafai and Hey, now, in the bracha of Yetzirah that we say before Kriyashma, we say, Kulam ke'echad oinim. They all say together, Kadosh, Kulam Ke'echa. What does it mean they all say it together? Like it says in the Zayhar, that when is there Kadosh? When we are together, when the Jewish people come together, we declare Kadosh. Because in the three stages of awareness or Eilamais of Bria, that we know that God created the world, Yitzira, that God intricately defines the world, and Asiya, which is about what we are doing, which are called the levels like an animal. Because they 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 are they are less naturally sensitive to godliness. That's where the level of das is drawn down. Now, these three levels also parallel machshava, the illustration of conscious thought, dibor spoken word, and mice. And the yidin are in the level of Hashem's thought, and even though even those neshamas, which are as less sensitive as the animal, also comes from the level of machshava. However, the malachim, they are drawn down from the word of Hashem, from the breath of his mouth, which is the lesser level of awareness called Yitzira. And therefore, the malachim cannot say Kadosh, that is, they cannot draw down godliness to them until the Jews first say Kadosh. We're now on the top, the top of uh, the next page of uh, Ayin Hayam and Beis. 
Because this hamshach has to be in a process that has to draw down the das from machshava and machshava to dibor. Just like a person can't speak until he thinks of it first, and he has to shape the words in his, in his mind, and then he can speak. However, the Jewish people themselves can't say Kaddish until the Malachim say Kaddish. Because of the source of the neshama that comes from Achshava, that's higher than the world of the Malachim. But when a Jew's neshama is invested in this world, down here in a world of activity, where we can be very easily distracted from godliness, so our manifestation is less sensitive to godliness than the angels, because they are in the world of Yetzirah, which is nuanced a little bit more about the creation, and thus a little less, obviously, about the Creator. So we need to receive our das, because we are down in this world, which is obsessed with itself, through the malachim, just like machshava receives from dibor and down to ma'isa. And this is why it says, they receive from each other. You recognize that from the davening. And therefore, they all come together as one, because they all declare it. That is, we bring it down to the malachim from the conceptual, and the malachim bring it down to us in the practical. And this is what we say, you recognize that from Kedusha, that Keser is granted to us by the Malachim, uh, and the Yidin together, that Keser that is through, drawing it down, the Das and the Nesham. Through this, it draws down the Gilead Keser into Zah, Zah being the six internal Midas, because Das is the Chitzonius HaKeser, it's the expression of it. And therefore, when Keser is identified, there can't be Das. It's like trying to explain the very essence of your identity. The very essence of your identity is Keser. And if you can explain it, it's never going to fully capture the very essence. So where there's Keser, there can't be Das. Similarly, the drawing down of Das requires that to be drawn from Keser. <clears throat> because in order to explain who I am, I have to have that, that that essential character, but I can never articulate it. And similarly, it needs to be drawn down. Um, uh, uh, like we say, uh, in the Kavana of Baruch Sha'amar. Now, all this is drawn down through Meshur Rabbeinu. He is the one who brings down this level of Das from the loftiest of level down to the simplest, that it should pass through all of these levels, through our conscious thought, our spoken word, and so forth. And here, the Alter Rebbe refers back to some previous Maimarim, and we'll stop here in the middle of the right-hand column on Dap Ayin Hey Amid Beis for this point. Okay, we are uh, in the in the Maimar of Eila Mishpatim, the first Maimar. We are on Daf Ayin Hey Amid Beis in the middle of the right-hand column, where it begins the new paragraph. And the Alter Rebbe is now going to address the basic questions with which he began the Maimar. And this is what it means, that these are the mishpatim, which again commonly means the rational laws that I place before you. Now here the Alter Rebbe explains that the word mishpat can also mean to progress, to go, to move forward, based on how it's translated in the Targum. Now, halachas, also the idea that halichas oilam lo, will go with you, and the constant elevation, level after level. That is, through awareness, through this absolute understanding and recognition, which is possible with the Mishpatim, through which we can understand Hashem, the person can have this form of progression, halicha. And that's why klipa, which has no concept of intellect, it is never rational, cannot fight it, um, uh, cannot fight against it. 
as the story with Shlomo HaMelech, that he, being wisdom, is able to decipher from the two quarreling women through the process of wisdom, which has no opponent within the characteristic of Klippa. Because Klippa is about self-awareness, and wisdom is about bittel, about uh, elevation of self, which cannot uh, coincide with self-awareness, and therefore Klippa has no answer for intellect. Now this is uh, incorporated within the person through the study of halacha, that when a person is, analyzes in depth to understand something properly, and he is able to understand the message of Torah and a person's thought, through this he merits to a continuous elevation, level after level, of understanding Hashem. And this is what it in, uh, impresses upon him, the quality of Das, that he becomes unified with Hashem. And this is what the Gemara means when it describes the, the qualities of a person understanding on his own level and then progressing to understand it as Hashem's level, the more he becomes aligned and fixed in his relationship with Hashem, which is effectuated through the study of Torah. And that's why it says that it is placed, that is that Moshe Rabbeinu places these mishpatim. He is the one who impresses this upon us, within us, that is to the very essence of our identity. For Das, for that is when we understand something to the point that we are able to master it, it is the capacity to draw it down into our internality, and through this, it penetrates our character, and it sustains our character. And that's why the Zohar points out that when Hashem calls Moshe and uses the endearing term of Moshe, Moshe, there is no trap that interrupts the two, as if there's no comma between them. In contrast, when Hashem calls Avram, twice, Avram, Avram, there is a pause or a comma between them because Avram, which is the quality of Ava and Chesed. And therefore, there is going to be a difference in the Ava of this physical world versus an Ava of a more spiritual state of awareness, such as Yitzira. But Moshe, which is the most penetrated depth of understanding, there is no difference uh, uh, within the levels. Another way of understanding this is that it says Lifnehem within them, which means Pnei Adam, within the human characteristic, that is, even if he may be a person whose character is like an animal, like the face of a lion, the face of an ox, nevertheless, there is also the face of the human being within him. That is, this quality of Das of Bria, and this is what is penetrates within him, is drawn down, this Das from above. For this level of Das of Bria is a keli for the light of Das that is drawn from above. Like it says in Parshas Vayakel, that the Ratzon Hatachtain, that is the ultimate desire of what I'm going to actually do, is drawn down from the Seichel. That is, it's a keli for the presence of the Ratzon Ha'elya, and that is higher than Seichel. It's also explained in Parshas Miketz, as it says, that there is within every single person, or every matter, the Panemius, its essence, and its Chetzenius, that which is hidden and that which is revealed. Um... Therefore, it says, when you acquire, and this was one of our original questions, why is the opening line in the plural, lifnehem, before all of you? And then it speaks to the individual level, uh, when you acquire, based on what we say, that the yidin accepted, and again, in the singular. And here we explain, because this sickness, this acquisition, is individual. It refers to Moshe Rabbeinu. And this is, as it says, your justice is mishpatim, mishpatecho, yours are reached to the depth, uh, meaning that the mishpatecha, that is the laws of Torah, which are the loftiest, 
are able to be brought down into the most ordinary and into the most routine. And through this, both the person and the animal that is all of creation are rescued. They are uh, uplifted. And that is, again, to this level of Adam, even if he is also in the character of Behemoth. And that's why the drawing down of Das into the Behemoth level is effectuated specifically by Moshe, because he is the loftiest level of Das, that is the Das from the perspective that surrounds this world, that is not affected of this world. And it is even higher than the level of the Neshama that is called the human characteristic, the Das Tachtoin, which recognizes the godliness as it is in this world. And it's specifically because of this level that it makes it the same, whether it's man or animal because it's such a lofty level that it does not distinguish between them. And just like it describes um, that uh, in the seventh year of Shemitah, when there's no food for the animal or the human, that is, even when human and animals are identical, Moshe Rabbeinu was able to imprint the quality of Das into that level because of Moshe's uh, loftiness that is beyond any description. That ends this mimer. And now there is a one-paragraph mimer on the left-hand column of this page. And it begins with a quote from the Parsha that uh, speaks of when you, the individual, acquire a Hebrew slave. Now, sometimes God is referred to as the one who acquires the heaven and earth, who acquires everything. And sometimes he is described as the one who creates heaven and earth, who creates everything. And the point being that there is a process of hishtalshalist cause and effect. And there is a level that is beyond the Shtalshas. And these are represented by the two phrases, creator and the one who acquires. That is, a creator creates something new, yeshmiyain, something from nothing, which is beyond any kind of procedural, because the creation is not comparable at all to the creator. And therefore, the creation is something radically new. It's yeshmiyain, and that is a creator. But then there's also the process as it exists within the, uh, the the orderliness of the world, Hishtalshalis, where one concept derives from another, a cause and effect, and this is called the acquisition, the koina, that when someone acquires something, he's not created something new, he's simply taken it from the seller into his personal domain. Initially, it was in a box, and it belonged to the seller, and now through this acquisition, it now is evidently belonging to the purchaser. And so, too, the drawing down from cause and effect. It's not something brand new. It is taking what is there already and bringing it into uh, a new state of awareness, a revelation from that which was hidden, concealed in my own thoughts, regarding which it says that Hashem is the acquirer, the konahakal, that he draws it out from what is hidden to that which is revealed. It's already there. It was already created from nothing into something. And now it can be acquired and it can be drawn out from the hidden to the reveal. Similarly, we understand when it says in the Pasuk, when you buy the Jewish slave, that it says across the river did your forefathers dwell. The river is a reference for the river that came out from Aden, like it says in the Zayar, in Pashas Emor, which is the quality of Bina analysis in the world of awareness as of Atzilis, that is then drawn down and brought into Bria, just as the river connects from Aden into the Garden of Eden, so too from Atzilis into Bria, that connection is where it begins. That's the quality of Bina.
So what does it mean? They came from the other side of the river that is higher than even Bina, higher than anything that we can understand. This is where our others are rooted. But the Neshamas have come down into this world, even to the level that they can be described as similar to the offspring of the animal. Like we described the human animal, Homo sapien, the human animal, part of the animal kingdom. But that spark of godliness is still down here. However, its origin, its root is, is where it begins. On the other side of the river, higher than Ishtalshalis, where a human, animal, it's all the same. Big, small, it doesn't make a difference. And therefore, in order to draw down this level of godliness into those neshamas that have the sensitivity or the insensitivity comparable to an animal, you know, you don't need to have, all you need to have, so to speak, is the Kenyan. That is, you have to reveal what's already there. It's there already. That is, to draw out from its origin which is currently there just on the other side of the river. That that's where there is great understanding and great awareness, but it's concealed, it's hidden, it's contained within the Olamas, and it needs to be evoked from the hidden to the revealed. And this is what is alluded to in the phrase, when you acquire a Jewish slave, that this is easier to acquire it than it is to create it. That ends this one paragraph, Maimon. Now we're still on the bottom left hand, where it begins another Maimon. The Maimur begins with the quote from the from the Pasuk, Sheshadim Yavit, six years he shall work. That is, that when we draw down this level of Das, that there can be this idea of the service of Hashem, that one can be in that state that is properly described as one who is serving Hashem, like the Altar Rebbe writes in Tanya in chapter 15. The big difference between those who are described as serving Hashem and those who are described as not serving Hashem, that is, like Abram is described as being complete in his days. That is, that the days which are garments become a garment for the neshama from Torah and mitzvahs that we do only when we do them every day. And if one day is missing, it's like missing a garment. That is, that these garments, in order for the neshama to be able to benefit from the radiance of the Shekhinah and to be subsumed within the, the king is through these garments which are created from Torah and mitzvahs that are rooted in the loftiest of lofty levels, this level of the king, and they are brought down here into these levushim just like we are able to manifest a lofty idea through a metaphor and an analogy, that this is specifically when it is done every single day, that is, where we function within the authority of time, that these garments that are drawn down from the loftiest of levels, higher than time, higher than anything that can be measured, and then they are manifest in the measurable that the neshama can grasp them. But when they remain only in their origin and their root, that is, at a level that is beyond any explanation or any time, then the neshama can only understand them without this kind of garment and the mitzvahs themselves. But when the mitzvahs are manifest down here, it's like they're being enclosed. It's like giving using a, a metaphor or analogy to help us to understand them. And that's why they are called days, because they are in, in, enclosed in time. And that's what allows the neshama to comprehend them. And this is what it means, that the soul of my master is bound up with the bond of life. That bound up means that it is bound up within itself. And when you throw it up to the highest level, it is in order for a neshama to go to the highest level back to its origin. It is specifically through the days, the garments of Torah and mitzvahs. And that's what the six years of labor refer to. The six years refer to the 6,000 years when we are in this world and we have the, the, this world's uh, sustainability when we have the opportunity to do Torah and mitzvahs, like we say today, this world is when we can do the mitzvahs. Next paragraph, we're on Amid Ayin 
Ayin Vav Amid Aleph, right-hand side, middle paragraph. However, when it says you shall work, that is the idea like working with leather, that through work we change it far greater than it would naturally. You take the skin off a cow, it's going to be dirty and uh, rough and so on. And through the working of tanning it, it becomes the buttery soft leather that we can make shoes and so forth of. Similarly, we have to work to remove all of the impurities that have come down into this world, to wash it and to cleanse it like we do with a physical garment, that we have to wash it with pure water, and then it will be bright and it will be clear. And if we don't wash it, it's going to be dirty. And this is the difference between one who is serving Hashem and those who are not serving. That when we do this labor, this cleansing, through the transformation of our character from darkness to light, from bitterness to sweet, and we transform the midas is through the waters of knowledge, because again, knowledge, understanding of Hashem is what drives our midas. This also happens through Moshe Rabbeinu, who is the shepherd of truth or the trusted shepherd who grants grass, as we discussed in the earlier Maimarim, to the sheep. That is, that from the washing and the cleansing of this lofty spiritual water that comes from that other side, from whence that river originates from Ganeden, that is, we bring down this level of godliness that is outside of this world, that's the water that cleanses the garment. Like it describes, uh, like a, um, a flock of, of sheep, which are animals that come up from the, from the washing and they're as white as milk. And this is that idea that we whiten the laws, the halachas, and through tefillah, which is a proper time for there to be a clarity of proper intellect. Again, not data, but a godly sense of our intellect, like we find during Shemana Esrei when we ask Hashem to grace us with knowledge. And through this, it purifies and clarifies our garments. And that's why tefillah is called the daily offering that teremits as if every day are elevated. Through davening, that is, that through the davening, we work it and we correct it. And all of this is during these 6,000 years. And this is what is alluded to in the idea of six years you shall work regarding which we say that the righteous have no rest. They continuously go from strength to strength. But in the 7,000th year, then they go free. That is, without the requirement to do mitzvahs, we will have this calm of the eternality of, uh, of existence where there will no longer have to be this struggle to go higher. That concludes this mimer. And here, there is a note that directs our attention to chapter 46 of Tanya, where the Alter Rebbe concludes, and he speaks about our capacity to be close with Hashem whenever we do a mitzvah, even if I am an unrefined person comparable to an animal. Like the Pusik says, we were like an animal and we were with you. That is, what does it mean we were like animals, plural? That this refers to our closeness before Hashem. That is, through the loftiest level of das that includes both chesed and gevura, we can become comparable to animals. This seems to raise a question that we say that even um, the, the um, characteristics that are as aware of, of godliness of Atzilis are called Adam. And how is it possible that Das Elyon can be called a behemoth? If Das Tachtoin of Atzilis can be called an, a human, how can Das Elyon be called an animal? However, as we understand based on what it says in the, in the Mimer of Mayim Rabim about the future, when we will say specifically to Yitzchak Avinu, you are the primary of our fathers, and Rif goes from the, the term of 
the counting of the flock, the idea being that even the quality of Adam of Atzilus, which is higher than the level of Bria and Yitzir and Asiya, which are called like an animal, their sensitivity to godliness of Bria and Yitzir and Asiya is as less as, as callous as an animal. But then there are two levels in the Midas. That is that there are Midas that are drawn down from the Seichel and Midas that are higher than Seichel. They are called mountains of darkness. That these are the Midas of, that come from Kesser and they are drawn down specifically through this loftiest level of Das which receives directly from Kesser. And again, Kesser, like a crown that sits on top of the head, is beyond any data. It stands from this third level that is just as Das as the in-between uh, of, of uh, Chachma and Bina, and therefore it's aligned in the middle. It is able to draw down directly from the quality of Kesser. And this has the level of Das that draws down from Bina into the character and from the character from above Seichel. It is called like the great animal that is higher even than Adam. However, relative to the Ein Seif of Hashem, this level is drawn down from higher than Seichel. It is called the Behema Mamish, quite literally, that is the highest level of Chachma, that is still comparable to simple human behavior. And therefore, even the Das Elyon can be called an animal. And again, animal doesn't mean to be disparaging, means simply functioning out of instinct. And this is like the idea of the highest level of Kesev, even though it is a pure and clear light, uh, and so on, as is explained. That concludes this saga. And now there is a further explanation on the left-hand column of Dafai and Vav Ahmed Aleph. On the left-hand column, there's a further explanation. The Pasuk says, And we said, I will plant in the house of Israel the, the seed of man and the seed of animal. And Behema is the gematria 52, which is a form of Hashem's name spelled out that represents the neshamas when they are on the awareness level of Bria. Adam is the quality of Ma, 45, the neshamas of Atzilis. And on the form of the throne, we have the form of human that is the world uh, that is uh, of this uh, throne is the world of Bria that that's the level where we have the behemoth, the face of the lion, and so on. And the camp of Michal is like a lion that roars regarding this quality that it is considered without any awareness, even though relative to the lower levels, it is considered to be a great level of awareness. And Adam, who is on the chariot, is the das that is invested within Bria. And this is what we mean when we say Adam and behemoth will Hashem rescue and Adam of Atzilis is the level of comparable to above, that not only is it a revelation from above, Atzilis from the term, that it is next to, that Moshe was, re- was hidden, and it's revealed through the 70 elders. Similarly, Atzilis is a revelation of the infinite light, that we should have the Chachmen being of above. Not that there is only one type of tzaddik, and he knows, and, and so on. But there should be a total revelation that is comparable to that which is otherwise hidden, higher even than the quality of Chachma that should be revealed and understood within Chachma. However, when you have a brand new creation, a Yesh Miyayin, like it says by Avram that I am but dust and ash, and in order that there should be power for the animal to be elevated, there has to be this gift from above, from the quality called Asev, literally grass, also, as we explained, it is a combination of Ayin Day 72, another one of the permutations of Hashem's name, with the Shin in the middle, 
representing all three, just as a three-pronged shin, that this asev in the field is like the apple orchard, so just like the grass that grows from the power of nourishment that's in the soil, which is a spiritual idea, so too is it drawn down from above, from a spiritual idea of the infinite light. And this is what it means, that we place the infinite light itself from the beginning to the, the, into the fields of the animal. That is, from the loftiest of levels that it grows out even to feed the animal. And then we turn to the animal, the face of the lion and so on. Nevertheless, this grass is uh, in accordance with human behavior. Human, again, the quality of ma, 45. Uh, which again is another illustration of Hashem's name, which draws down uh, through human effort into this world, because comparable to um, the feminine quality is the masculine quality, that is, as much as we will stimulate Hashem is as much as Hashem will respond. And this is the idea of Torah and davening, that through Torah we, our davening becomes pure, uh, similarly, through Torah, we, our davening becomes clearer, and through this quality of asev, a literally grass, which is the quality we've now described as understanding and fully grasping a concept, which will then sustain our character and give it life. That there will be both a divine perspective, das elyein, and a human perspective, das tachtein. Hashem is filled with deyos. The higher one is which combines Chachman Vina, and the lower one, which comes post the understanding and is invested within our character, that they should draw their nourishment from it like an animal draws its nourishment, so that it, that is our character, can be elevated, that even a, a scholar can be, again, an instinctual entity like an animal. And through the acquisition, through Atsilis, that we reveal something like an acquisition simply transfers ownership from point to point. Like we say, he is the blessed is the one who makes us, blessed is the one who has formed us, blessed is the one who has created us, blessed is the one who has acquired us. That is a reference to Atsilis, because like acquisition is the transfer from place to place, not the new creation. So too, there is a revelation of the original. This is what it says, that they continue to do more work that it means that they became more attached to the analysis that they engaged in the necessities of this physical world, but they did not disrupt them from their thinking about the infinity of Hashem, even at that moment, and that's the character of the Neshama of Atzilis, that it creates something brand new, because a person is in fact rooted in Atzilis, and even if a person's Neshama is not that sensitized, it's a Neshama that comes, quote-unquote, only from Bria, Nevertheless, even within there, embedded within its kaya, its life force, and yichid, its absolute unity, are the avos who are absolutely aligned with the infinity of Hashem. Like it says that I will go before you, that this quality uh, that describes the avos as a chariot is total bittal, and nevertheless, it can even manifest itself down here, as it did with Yosef, that regardless of all of his efforts and labors and responsibilities in Mitzrayim, he retained his absolute unity with Hashem which is not the case with Bria, because there it's about the acquisition and drawing down of Atzilis through Moshe, who is such a lofty level of Das, that in the highest of levels, the, he, he has to draw down this, this characteristic, and this is through Moshe Rabbein, who is described as the trusted shepherd, that just like he shepherds the flock and he protects them and he feeds them, so too Moshe brings the grass, the food to the Jewish people. This is that quality of Chachma, quality that is completely outside of our natural uh, awareness. And this is why Moshe is the combination of Ma, 
that level of godliness with the shin in the middle, again, the shin representing the three-pronged characteristics that he, Moshe Rabbeinu, was able to bring this level even into the Nershamas that are more animalistic in their character by investing within them his perspective of Das, that is beyond this physical world, as it is described that he reveals all that is otherwise hidden. And it becomes evident that this awareness and evidence is not just comparable to the process that he can see, even within the physical, the level of behema that is the physical entity, because Moshe is from such a level of Daselion that it is higher even than Atzilus. And that's why he specifically has this capacity to bring it down into the, uh, even into the physical world. We're now in the very bottom paragraph, still in Ayin Vav It says that Moshe is the first one who rescued us. Like it says, he was drawn forth from the water. From the water, he was drawn forth. He rescued it first. And this is what it means when he says, what are we that you should have any argue against us? Because Moshe, it has no shaykhs to Moshe at, at any innate level, but from the water, uh, does, is, it's not uh, alluding to the idea only that he is drawn out, but that it is drawn out from that which is, he- that which is he- hidden through this Tevas Goima through this little boat that Moshe was placed into. We'll stop here. We're on the top of uh, Ayin Hay Amid Beis uh, to be continued.